Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is The Inpath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People by Judith Orloff, MD. So this book is how to survive this crazy world if you are sensitive or highly empathic. I did another podcast on highly sensitive people that you can check out. But let's get into the nitty gritty. What is an empath? An empath is a person who's highly attuned to the emotions of others. They are able to sense and feel the emotions of others, often without even realizing it. This is both a gift and sometimes feels like a curse because it allows empaths to connect with other people on a deeper level However, it can also be challenging as empaths can be easily overwhelmed by the emotions of others. So some different signs. You, my friend, may be an empath. I personally identify as one, as a highly sensitive person, as empathic. And number one is being easily overwhelmed by the emotions of others. Um, So you're feeling things very intensely and this can obviously be really, really overwhelming because people feel strong emotions and they kind of get all over you and it's hard to know what's yours and what's theirs. And this can also cause you to be drained around people. So often they need alone time after being around a lot of people and absorbing a lot of emotions. They are also really sensitive to energy. Empaths often are sensitive to other people's energy and they can feel like a darkness in a place or a lightness in a place or really read people very well, like know their character right away. They also have strong intuition. They can sense things others can't and they often don't know why they know something. So if you just like connect the dots really easily and you can tell like this person is going to do X, Y, Z and you just know it, and that person actually does XYZ, then you might be an empath. They're also attracted to helping others. Empaths often feel a strong desire to help others. They want to make a difference in the world, and they're often drawn to people that are struggling. So in this podcast, I'm going to break it up into two parts. This is part one, and I'm going to talk about empaths and their emotions and their health, and how to stop absorbing other people's distress, empaths and addiction from alcohol to overeating, empaths and love and sex. And in part two, I'm going to talk about protecting yourself from a narcissist or other energy vampires, empaths and parenting, raising sensitive children, and empaths and work. So if you are interested in part two, stay tuned for next week, and I will start with part one, which is impasse emotion and health. How do we stop absorbing other people's distress? In this book, it classifies two types of impasse, a physical one and an emotional impasse, and you can be both. So what is a physical impasse? Some questions to ask yourself. Have I ever sat next to someone in pain and started to feel pain too? Do I get physically ill in crowds? Is my body sensitive to sugar, alcohol, or processed foods? So, for example, I 
used to watch the show ER and I would see them cutting into people and I would feel it in my body. So I would look at something or be next to someone in pain and I would feel it myself. So that's a physical empath. An emotional empath is things like picking up other people's emotions such as anxiety, fear, or frustration or getting an emotional hangover from an argument or conflict or experiencing mood swings from sugar, carbohydrates, and other foods. So looking at some of these characteristics, you could be both or you could fall on the side of one or the other. So discovering that just gives you a little knowledge on how to cope with the world and how to protect yourself. One common health problem with impasse is adrenal fatigue, which includes symptoms of body aches and pains, anxiety, trouble thinking clearly, and insomnia. One theory is the adrenal glands can't keep up with the incoming stress, so the hormones such as cortisol, which is the stress hormone, adds to stress levels and leaves people vulnerable to this fatigue. So what can you do to fight this? Eat whole foods, avoid processed junk foods, gluten, sugar, and wheat flour, especially if you're a physical empath that is prone to being sensitive to these things. You can also add Himalayan red salt to your diet and exercise. Practicing gentle exercise, stretching can help you build up your energy. Also, meditate. Meditation can increase endorphins, which are natural painkillers and reduce stress hormones. Go to your doctor, get your blood tested to measure your cortisol levels so you know where you're at. Rest a lot. A lot of times empaths need alone time, extra sleep, so take that sleep to restore and heal. If you can, take vitamin B daily. You can get this in a liquid form and vitamin C. Also, eliminate energy vampires in your life, which I will talk about more in the second part of this. So try to rid yourself of toxic people or at least set clear limits and boundaries. Oftentimes, empaths really struggle with boundaries because they are so nice and giving that it's hard for them to set up boundaries and protect their energy. So that is definitely key. This book has 14 strategies on how to combat toxic energy. I'm going to go through a few. I love this question. So ask yourself, is this a symptom or emotion of mine or is it someone else's? So remember, because you're empathic, you pick up other people's emotions and energy and physical ailments. So if you didn't feel anxious, depressed, or exhausted before you were in the company of someone and you're feeling that way after, this is probably not your energy. So it takes some time to clear it out, whether you meditate or imagine breathing out their energy and breathing in good energy, this can help. Another strategy is to actually physically step away from what's disturbing you. Move at least 20 feet from whatever the source of discomfort is. See if you find relief after stepping away. You can also limit physical contact, like hugs. You can say no to hugs. Like If you don't want someone touching you, if you want to be in your hula hoop and say, this is my space, please don't touch me, that's okay. This is part of setting boundaries. To also clear your energy, you can actually visualize cutting a cord between you and the other person. 
So if you're feeling too connected with someone else's unpleasant physical or emotional state, visualize a cord of light extending from your belly up to theirs and then lovingly set the intention to cut that cord. You are not cutting off the connection with that person entirely, only the unwelcomed energy they carry. Now visualize taking a pair of scissors and cutting the cord between you and that person's unwelcome energy. This technique helps you just separate. Also, it's so important for empaths to plan transitions. So getting out of work mode and into home mode is important. And planning that alone time to regroup after stressful things like hanging out with a lot of people or going to work. And anytime you spend time in nature and practice any kind of reconnecting with the earth, it will help to clear away any unwanted energies and get back to your roots. One meditation I love that can be helpful to clear energy is the love and kindness meditation. When you send love, kindness, healing, and protection to yourself, you send it to someone you love, and you send it to a stranger or an acquaintance, and you send it to someone you don't particularly like. So you can find the love and kindness meditations on YouTube if you search that. Sometimes they're three minutes, sometimes they're 10 minutes, but any of them that you have time for would be great. Finally, the other protection strategy I like, if you're with someone that you're picking up their energy or their physical ailments and you want to protect yourself in the moment, you can visualize a white bubble of light protecting you like a shield and any energy they're giving, it's like bouncing off the shield off and back to them. So you're not even absorbing it, but you have to be aware in the moment that you're feeling their unwanted energy. So let's move on to impasse and addiction. So things from alcohol to overeating. Unfortunately, impasse commonly self-medicate because of the discomfort of being overstimulated. They turn to things like drugs, alcohol, sex, food, gambling, shopping, and other addictions. Yikes. Okay, so if you've had any addictions, you may be an empath or have trouble with all this emotional flooding. It's certainly true that not all alcoholics or addicts absorb other people's energy, but the author has noticed that many do. Unfortunately, many empaths remain undiagnosed and don't realize how overstimulation and high sensitivity fuel their addictive behaviors. Therefore, it's crucial to understand whether you're coping with sensitivities by engaging in addiction. So you can think, have I ever thought life would be so much better if I didn't overeat or overdrink? Because this could be a sign that it is a problem. And the first step is just to be aware that you're turning to substances. No shame, no blame. Therefore, if you are an empathic eater, let's say, you will need to pinpoint the energetic stressors that trigger you into overeating. And these could be anything from a draining coworker, having arguments, feeling rejected, and train yourself to clear the energy as soon as possible to balance your system. You can breathe the stress out of your body or do things like drink water or limit your sugar intake. Eating protein often makes you feel 
grounded and fuller. Be aware that you should not let your blood sugar levels drop. Eating a lot of vegetables, fats that are good for you, and limiting coffee intake are all helpful things that can help you on your journey. And finally, it's really crucial to realize nothing on the outside, no substance, person, job, or amount of money can make you feel comfortable with yourself or your sensitivities. Happiness is an inside job. You must learn to know, love, and accept yourself, which, trust me, is a lifelong process of discovery. But the more you run from your sensitivity by using substances or numbing your feelings, the less you're going to be able to learn to cope with it. Also, always get a great counselor or join a group if you're struggling like AA or any other support group that helps with any kind of addiction you may be suffering from. So let's move on to impasse and love. Impasse often have a special challenge with intimate relationships because they're extra sensitive. So intimacy stretches the heart and that can sometimes be very scary for empaths to express their needs honestly. So in order for them to flourish in intimate relationships, empaths must learn to communicate authentically, set clear boundaries, and feel at ease with their partner so they don't get overloaded. The best scenario is when empaths have an emotionally available partner who honors their sensitivity and they feel secure and supported. Because despite their many gifts of intimacy, too much togetherness can actually be difficult for the empath and result in sensory overload. And this emotional demand may make them want to run. So this can be confusing because they're really sensitive, but yet they're pulling away. So here's the struggle. Empaths want companionship, but they can feel unsafe and be skittish. In fact, the author found that many sensitive people want long-term intimate relationships, yet they end up being single or keep attracting unavailable people. Therefore, they're stuck between yearning for a partner and being overloaded by all the sensory feelings in a relationship, which contradicts each other. So they kind of don't know why they're in this weird place. It's almost like the empath struggles with wanting love versus wanting to be alone their entire life. Another thing the empath often does is they become attached to the wrong person because they see their potential and they really love bringing out the best in people, which is sometimes why they're therapists. And the person needs to love so they open their hearts to these people they see potential in and they're very compassionate so it's easy to understand why that happens but it's often not realistic because healthy connections is when partners are mutually committed to the relationship and both want to open their hearts to each other so they often get in these attachments that are dangerous for them and they can be linked to toxic people and another common thing is for empaths to have a fear of commitment. On a deep level, they are afraid of getting trapped in the wrong relationship without escape. So this is a big fear for some empaths because they're really sensitive and getting their heart broken or the relationship going wrong is very scary for them. 
So the bottom line is to know yourself, understand these traits, and choose wisely and find an emotionally compatible partner. Once you recognize that you're a relationship empath and you're ready to remove the obstacles and find a nurturing partner, what happens next? Where do you start? You want to find someone that's also dedicated to their own growth so that you don't have to get attached to their potential and you are growing them. They are responsible for growing themselves. So that is something you want to look for. Also, someone that's open with their emotions and that can make you feel safe and secure when you express your emotions. So if you're in a relationship with an empath, here are tips to help you to communicate. And that is to take time apart each day to relax. So mini breaks and getting each other's own calm, restorative time is really important. Together time is great too, but remember the empath needs to get alone time to recalibrate every day. Also, protect your sensitivities. It's important for you and your partner to make lists of the top five emotional triggers that you have. Then together, you can formulate a plan for handling those so neither one of you gets caught up in panic. Or you can meditate together. This helps both partners to connect spiritually in silence and strengthens your bond. So there's so much more tips on empaths and love in this book that you should definitely check out if you're interested in it. I just scratched the surface. And remember, this is only part one. We will do part two next week. Happy reading and have a wonderful week.